It's the Stinking Truth Podcast, presented by Bet Rivers Sportsbook. Now, here's your host, Mark Schlereth. Hey, welcome in to Stinking Truth Podcast. Mark Schlereth alongside Mike Evans, Millennial Ben, producing the show. Want to thank our presenting sponsor, great folks over at Bet Rivers. Bet like a man, Bet Rivers. They've been great, they're awesome. Anyhow, um, we got all kinds of things going on. The picks, I gave you a great... You bet like a wuss last week. What? You bet like a wuss. No, 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 no. I wanted to give you a chance, a fighting <laughs> chance. So I took the collar last week because yeah, that's the kind of altruistic guy that I am. You you are 0-3. I don't know who had a slower week one start. You or Aaron Rodgers. It's pretty much neck and neck. Well, we were connected all offseason. Right. So, I mean, we, we, we both got, got shoved up both our cans. So, anyhow... <laughs> Um, but that's all right. You know, you know, hey, what I tell you, the only place you ever start on top is when you're digging a hole. I, that's very, that's very, did you get that from poolside as well? Or No, that's not a poolside-ism. Uh, that was a coach. I can't even remember the guy's name. He was a running back coach I had for one year. And it always stuck with me. Because I was always like, you know me, I'm the, the squirrel mind that I am. I'm sitting in the meetings and then I completely tune out what we're doing that week. I'm going. Huh, where else might you start on top? <laughs> you know, and I'm in there going, let's see, uh, cleaning the garage? No, no, that doesn't work. Uh, Bob, you know, you go through you go through the machinations in your own forehead, and uh, and then you come out with it. Ah, might be true. Might be true. So you expect an Aaron Rodgers bounce back? Oh yeah. I mean, people are just like, like he looks weird. He's acting weird. Right. Something's off with him. What happened to him this off season? You get abducted by aliens. Right. Yeah, no, it, it does feel like the man bun and the beard, although he shaved his beard. But, you know, I mean, hiking around Hawaii, you know, I mean, I can only imagine hiking around in the, you know, in the foothills with your granola Hollywood superstar fiance. And I'm not saying there's anything wrong with granola Hollywood superstar fiancés. I mean, we should all be so lucky, I suppose. But, uh, you know, I mean, listen, football is one of those things, Mike, as you well know, and you got to be, when you go and say, all right, I'm in, you got to clear your mind of, of, you know, the the minutia out there that's bothering you and everything else, and you just got to lock in. You've got to be... There, in my experience, there's no real room to be anything less than myopic on the task at hand. I mean, you got to be so freaking focused on what you have to do and your ability to block out all the other garbage, right? And I mean, I know life happens and we're all human, but when you walk in the building, you walk on that football field, man, you have got to be able to just laser focus in. And this is one of the things... You know, it was always interesting because some guys will tell you that, hey, the, the football field is my sanctuary. You know, I can get away from my problems. I can get away. I'm not wired that way. If things weren't right at home, it it ate at me. It bothered me. And, you know, if my wife and I were fighting and I had to go play a game, it, it, it was going to bother me. It was going to bother. It would affect the way I play. Um and, you know, you call it weak-minded, call it whatever you want to call it. Um, I mean, just call it real. Uh, call me human. Those things do bother me. So I want to make sure that that in my own home, things are right. 
And if things are still bothering you and you can't let them go, it creeps into every aspect of your life. You know what it really creeps into? Your ability to prepare. And you know, I always I always joke, but I'm not joking, the world's greatest American, Tom Brady. The most fascinating part of Tom Brady's career to me is not losing the desire, the zeal, the just the the passion to prepare Monday through Saturday with all the other crap going on in your life. Now, Tom is an interesting cat simply because he's so freaking famous. He's such a, you know, a, a superstar. Like, Tom walks into a room of Hollywood superstars, and the Hollywood superstars want to meet Tom. Did you see any of the pictures of the Met Gala? Of, of all the outfits? And that all freak the... show? Dude, that was like, that was like, you know, I, I kid you not, my wife was watching E! In the, and, you know, they had the red carpet and all the little interviews, and and it, you know, it just is enough to make you want to vomit. But I am in the kitchen studying film, where I always study film. I sit in the same place every week, and I'm grinding through, you know, they're in South Right Clamp, and I'm like, they're running this, you know, like, I'm I'm just grinding through my notes and going through, you know, play by play by play, first and ten, second and six, seven, all three. And I, I just happen to glance over, and I'm watching this thing, and then I, I kind of look again. I pause the film, and I'm just watching this freak show <laughs> of of these people that are. I mean, it just looked insane. I thought that is exactly a scene out of freaking Zoolander. Yes, it was so. Yes. I was embarrassed for those people. So if Tom Brady walks into the Met Gala, they're stopping because everybody wants to talk to Tom Brady. That's how famous he is, and he uses football as a sanctuary. I had a coach. I had a coach that coached him. Tell me, you know, I walk down seven o'clock at night on a Friday night. You know, we're gonna go. I'm gonna go get a soda out of the cafeteria locker room, and um, Tom Brady's down there playing cards with the rookies. He's done playing cards seven o'clock because he can't go anywhere. He's too freaking famous, right? He can go home, but he's like, yeah, man, it's you know bonding time type of thing, and yeah, so. You've got to be, you've got to just be so locked in to your prep and what you're doing. And you got to let go of that. You know, it, it was once said to me a long time ago, if there is bitterness there, right? If you're holding a grudge against someone, this is great advice. You might want to write it down. Um, it's like you drinking Drano and hoping I get sick. <laughs> hey, brother, you're the only one getting sick. It's poison. That toxicity will kill you. All right, then since we're shrinking heads and talking about Tom Brady, mm-hmm. Tampa Bay and Atlanta. Matt Ryan's never gotten over the Super Bowl, has he? He's never gotten over it. No. and they, Atlanta's never gotten over it. No, and they but are Him so, specifically. Right. It, uh, you know, it's almost like the Chargers are going to charge her. Falcons are going to Falcon. Now, if you go back, I've got Philly this weekend. If you go back and watch the first quarter and a half of that game, and it was a close game all of a sudden. It was a close game all the way through until it was a blowout. You know what I mean? It was like 15-6 to in the third quarter. You go through and watch that game, they actually came out and just thunder-punched Philly's defense in the throat. I mean, one play after the next play, 
every running back touching the ball. Davis, um, uh, who's the who's the receiver that's bounced around all the time that runs the ball? Uh, uh, the returner was was phenomenal in that game. Uh, anyhow, it doesn't it doesn't matter. Uh, his name will come to me. But, Patterson, uh, Cord, yeah, Corderell Cord- Patterson. Yeah. So he was phenomenal. They were running roughshod like poop through a goose uh, on that defense, and then they get in the red zone, and you know what they try to do? Trick them. Or to get hey, we're gonna get first and goal from the four. Let's trick them. But you just you you drove all the way down the football field twice. Thunder punching people in the teeth. I mean, just rattling cages. Now we're going to run it one time and throw it, you know, twice, and then kick a field goal. I mean, it's just so falcony. And it's just so falcony, right? Get down there, be brutal, be physical. Now let's get away from it and trick them. And I, I mean, I just don't understand the play call. I don't understand why they would do it. But, you know, that's what they chose to do, and, uh, you know, whatever. I'm not a coach, but I'd be irritated. Like, hey, wait a minute. Whoa, whoa, whoa. We drove you down here all the way. Now you got to get – now you got to, you know, have – it's like it's like you're, you're coaching – it's like you let fantasy owners coach the last three plays of that drive. <laughs> okay, turn it over to you fantasy owners. I've got to get Ridley a touchdown. Right. I've got to get Pitts, our new receiver, that plays tight end, a touchdown. Yeah, I mean, it was just, it was insane. And then Philly made some adjustments on the defensive side of the ball and absolutely shut them down. Just shut them down. Yeah, you know, I I mean, there's another one of my picks that was completely wrong. But I'm telling you, Mike, if you watched it, if if you broke the game down like I broke it down, I mean, play after every play, single play, you know, um, Atlanta really controlled a large portion. That they controlled that first. Atlanta controlled it. Now, they didn't know what to do on the defensive side of the ball because what Philly did, Philly is like a – Philly, Nick Sirianni, as much as we like to make fun of him, you know, for the rock, scissors, paper, or rock or, – what did you say? Scissors, rock, it's rock paper, paper, scissors. He rock, calls paper, right, scissors. You like to call it rock, scissors, paper. Rock, which is completely backwards. What is it? It's rock, paper, scissors. You'd like to call it rock, scissors, paper. Yeah, it's, it's, I call it rock, scissors, yeah, you, paper. Yeah, that's backwards. It is? Ask anybody. Ask anybody. Go to anybody this weekend. How do you say it? They'll say rock, paper, scissors. And yeah, rock, scissors, paper. Uh-huh. Is, is, it's a, but, and, and the systems. Such and, a rebel. Yes, I live on the edge. <laughs> um, but listen, you watch them produce. He, for me, watching his game plan. Breaking down his offensive tape, Mike, I was really impressed. I mean, I'm, I mean, like, seriously impressed. And the reason why is one, he's a play repeater, so he'll get in the same formation, the same look. He'll run um, the same play or a variation of the same play to set something else up, set something explosive up. So he does a great job uh, with that. He reminded me of watching Kyle Shanahan call an offense only with more of a spread principle and Kyle uses more of a you know two-back principle. So this is a great matchup is Philly uh in Philly San Francisco heads on to Philly that's the game that I'm doing this weekend. Um but it it was I thought it was I thought it was phenomenal and I thought Jalen Hurts not only made great throws, great reads, 
got rid of the ball, um, saved their bacon a time or two, of avoiding sacks and avoiding pressures. I thought he was I thought he was really good. I mean, really good. And that goes to coaching, you know. That says, hey, I'm not going to take this this guy and force him into doing something that he doesn't do well. I'm going to set him up for success. I thought it was I thought it was one of the most one of the most uh, uh, it, it was one of the best coach, just one of the most savvy coaching decisions and and coaching, um, just coaching game plans of the weekend. When does Chicago turn to Justin Fields? Is Andy Dalton literally in a week to week? Yeah. Oh yeah. Tryout audition, if you will. Right. Start, but, I mean, starting now. Yes, and Andy Dalton was Andy Dalton was good. Andy Dalton was fine. I mean, you know, you give up a bunch of blown coverages on the back end and, and you let somebody score three touchdowns from, you know, touchdown strikes from 50, 60 yards, 70 yards, whatever it was. Um, and that's not Andy Dalton's fault. I mean, you, you you don't make them work. That's not Andy Dalton's fault. Um, they they be in Chicago. They're going to they're gonna feel the heat. They're going to feel the pressure. They're going to feel the, the noise. And... Mike, if they keep if they drop games like they dropped last week, mm-hmm. eventually general manager Ryan Pace and and Matt Nagy are going to turn to him just because they feel the heat. And you know, let's face it, then you then you're in survival mode, right? You're trying to survive and and, and continue to retain your job. Well, that's why a lot of these young quarterbacks get drafted where they do. Mm-hmm. A lot of it is job security, job preservation, job survival. Yeah, we're on, not on the part of the coach right. and the GM. Yeah. We're not very good right now, so let's make sure that we, uh, you know, take this opportunity to, uh, you know, to play a young guy and say, hey, it's not our fault. Yeah, we're, he's, he's we're a young guy. Developing. Be patient. Yeah, be patient. Everybody Future has. looks bright. Yes, exactly. Baltimore, Kansas City. Uh, I, I expect a, a big bounce back from, from Baltimore. One thing that I think we've all come to expect from John Harbaugh coach teams is just how they very rarely beat themselves, and that was that was a that was a sloppy, yeah. uncharacteristically sloppy performance from Baltimore that I assume gets tightened up this week. Yeah, I would assume so as well. But as again, as tight as you can make it, Kansas City defies the odds. You know, boy, they are a flip the switch team, aren't they? It's un. It is. They are. I guess I'm fascinated with Patrick Mahomes, and I'm fascinated with the Kansas City Chiefs because everything I know to be true about football, they just take a dump on. <laughs> yes. And I, I'm like, I was going to say they test it, but right, yeah. you are so much more eloquent. Yes, I'm just like they just do things that you're not supposed to do ever. And long story short, man, I just am like, okay, like they're the outlier. And and here's the thing that that drives me crazy about the league because that everybody thinks, well, if we just could go go get our Mahomes, right? Like everybody thinks that with these young like Justin Fields, like you mentioned, and and Zach Wilson, and uh, and you know, and uh, and it go on and on and on. I mean, when we went back to Josh Rosen and Baker Mayfield, and uh, you know, Sam Darnold, and, and that's what they think. They think if we can just find our Mahomes, dude, it's such an outlier proposition. And now they're super talented. Don't get me wrong. They've got talent all over the place. But 
you can do everything right. You can build a 22 to 10 lead like Cleveland did. You can possess the ball. You can grind it out. Yeah. And those are all things you should do. You should keep Patrick Mahomes on the sideline. Like, you, you always get into this kind of counting possessions, you know, thought process like, hey, man, we got three possessions left right now. And, you know, we're down by, we're down by 10. And panic, you, you get panic stricken as a play caller. Like, I can't, I can't adhere to anything. I gotta, and they look at it like, like three possessions. Oh, shoot, we'll get six or five. And then they, you know, then they take three plays and they score, and then they go three plays and they score. Now they're up by four. And now you panic on the other side, right? right. And like, you can do it all right. You can do everything right. You can, to the T, you can manage the clock, you can bleed the clock, you can do all the things that you're supposed to do. And then all of a sudden, you get them in a in a situation where there's four and a half minutes left in the fourth quarter, and they, they're down to one possession. We're kicking them. And the next thing you know, they turn it into two possessions, and they score two touchdowns. And you're like, shoot, we're down by eight. How do, like, how did that happen? Like, what, what happened to us? We just needed one stop. Well, guess what? You can't get it. And that's who the Kansas City Chiefs are. So this is not exactly the matchup. To redeem yourself, right? Totally redeemed myself. This is a uh, this is a little bit different. You know, you we we do these podcasts every single week, and we hardly ever talk about Jacksonville because it's Jacksonville. And I thought, man, what a perfect place for Urban Meyer to go. You know, he gets to go back close to his his glory years at Florida. He's got Trevor Lawrence. You know, it's a it's a no stress environment like Jacksonville. And yet, from the moment he took over, he's been in the news. He's made news. A lot of it's not favorable. Some of his hires. And now he's spending the whole week trying to beat down rumors that he's got one eye out the door and wants to go to USC. I would love. I it would. I mean, this is just one of those situations where it's a different animal, man. You know, you are when you are the head of a university like Florida or you're the head coach of Ohio State. You are the grand poobah of all things football. You're king. You're king. Everybody, like, everybody cowers, you know? I mean, it's just like, you ever see you ever see the movie Role Model? No. Well, well, they, they play this, like, uh, they play these these games. It's like, uh, you know, different kingdoms in their, in their big battles on Saturday, right? And uh, Ken Jeong, a buddy of mine, uh, you you know him from Mass Singer and from everything else he's done the uh, you know all the uh, Hangover Hangover movies, he's the ki- he's the actual king of this little fantasy land group that they play. And you've got a he's always oh, got a robe and a crown on, and they're eating it big boy or something. And you got to come <laughs> over and kiss the ring. You know, it, it's just it's insanely ridiculous, right? That's who you are when you're a college head coach. I mean, the president of the university. Gets around you and his knees are knocking. He's got a little trickling down his leg, you know. <laughs> I mean, that's how much power you have at the NFL. I, you know what? Urban Meyer stands in front of the the team in the NFL. Nobody gives a rip what he did at Ohio State. They don't care. As a matter of fact, it's almost a detriment to your credibility, right? You're like, dude, this ain't college football, right? And I had a coach last week go. I had a coach last week. I was doing my coach's interviews, you know, prep for my game. I had Denver the Giants last week. I can't remember who it was. But we're just talking about, you know, the transition of going from the NFL to 
or going from college football to NFL. And the coach was like, you know, sometimes you play at a university like Alabama, right, or Ohio State, and all you have to do is walk out in the jersey. The other team's already defeated. Like, you've got so much talent, and they know they're going to get their butts whipped, right? It's like, it, it is just like that you walk out there, the jersey alone wins you a game. He goes, some of these guys get shocked because in the NFL they walk out, and the other guys punch back. <laughs> he's like, he's like, you know, when you're playing in Alabama, the other teams don't fight back, right, right? right? They just roll over and say, "Thank you, sir. May I have another?" And he goes, they get a little, they get a little like, "Welcome to the NFL," like shell shock, like, "Oh lord, these guys are serious over here." And yeah, they're an, they're an, they're an abject disaster. And you know, I did, I didn't call a Jacksonville game last year, but I called a couple the year before. Yep. And you know, Doug Marone was the head coach, and dude, there was so much backstabbing, and there was so much, there was so much. Like, you don't clear up that culture when that culture's been that bad for that long. Where, like, Marone would say, "Man, I got to go walk the offices and just like make sure everybody knows, you know, keep your p's and q's to yourself, right?" Mm -hmm. And there was all kinds of just all kinds. The like, coaches were like this play. I mean, it was a it's. And it's hard. It's a, it's a mess. It's a mess. And it's hard to clean it up, and you're seeing the effects of it. Interesting matchup for me is the is the Chargers in Dallas because you got two teams who, well, you had the Chargers who won in kind of non-typical Charger fashion. It was a really you know, kind of low-scoring, physical, road, grinded-out win, a lot of defense over Washington. And then you had Dallas, who lost, but got a lot of, I guess, credit from around the football world for how well they competed in losing at mm. Tampa on opening night. So, how do you see this one in yeah. L.A.? I, you know, I think it's I think it's really interesting. Now, Lawrence has had an injury, right? And I think he is, um, I think he's out indefinitely. I don't know Four, what's going to happen. Four, six weeks, yep. Yeah, I don't know what's going to happen with that. He was a dominant force. I mean, that guy can play. And defensively, they're, you know, I mean, they give up 31 points in the opening week, and it it's, doesn't look good, right? So I, I, w I would just say that, that that guy can play. That really hurts them as a defense. Offensively, um, boy, how bad does, does paying, does paying um, uh, not Dak Prescott, but Zeke? Mm, yeah. How bad does yep. that? You know what? It, it's another reason, and I'm sorry, running backs, well, you might want to move to safety. It's the, There's a reason those guys have such a short shelf life. Why you don't pay those guys? Why? You know, it's a, it's like if you did an like an economics analytic research study, it would just go to show you, like, you know, how positions in football have changed. I had the most interesting conversation with Brian Logan. So Logan, Logan Ryan. Ryan. Yeah, Logan Ryan. <laughs> Partner. Or you can call him Ryan Logan. It it, it fits well, either it, way. It's always normally when you have two first names, it bothers me. And you can see where my switchiness, you know, my <laughs> dyslexia comes in. And normally it bothers me because I don't I tend to make this a life rule. I don't trust people with two first names. Right. I never have. Very shifty. Yeah, very shady. <laughs> uh but Logan Ryan is one of the great guys in this league. And articulate and super smart, Mike. Super smart. And 
it was interesting. He he was like a great he was like a great slot corner. I mean, great slot corner. He had a, a year in Tennessee where you know he was like like the leader of their defense as far as tackles are concerned, interceptions are concerned. Sack. I mean, he did everything, and he couldn't get paid at slot. They won't. And slot corner is tougher than outside corner. And you ask mm-hmm. anybody who plays corner, they'll tell you. But they don't pay slot corners. They pay the outside guys. And they pay the guys that match up on the X. And so he's like, screw this. I'm going to move to safety. And so he ended up saying, no, I'm not playing slot anymore. I'm playing free safety. And because you can get paid at safety now. And it's funny how the league is just uh, the league values certain positions at different levels. So he said he loves playing free safety because he still plays some slot corner. He plays free safety. He can play strong safety depending on the rotation of the defense. But he said the bottom line to me is when I'm playing free safety, I'm playing against the quarterback. It's mano a mano with the quarterback. Can I be smarter than the quarterback? It, it It's a fascinating conversation, but it gets back to the running back. You know, there's certain positions that lose their luster. Like everybody used to have a fullback. Nobody has a fullback anymore, Mike. It's just the way it goes. All right, it's uh, now time, the part of the show where I always enjoy because I get to kick your butt. Like I did in week one, time for the picks. I was 2-1 and one in week one. You were 0-3, so. I, I I took the collar. You took the uh, collar. I like to give you an advantage, a head start, and then I just like to reel you back in like it always happens every week. All so right, you go first. All right, these uh, bets are brought to you by uh, Bet Rivers. Bet like a man, not like a wuss like I did last week. I bet it like a wuss. That's not going to happen again, Mike. All right, so for my first game, I'm going with my hometown team. The Broncos taking on Jacksonville. Jacksonville's a mess. Giving up six on the road. It's a big number on the road. I don't know that – I don't know that uh, – I mean, you'd have to go back to the Super Bowl year before you found the Broncos favored six on the road. But I'm going to take the Broncos there. Then another road team that's going giving points. I'm taking the Saints over the Panthers, minus three and a half. I think that's pretty much a lock. And then – my last one, Mike, is I'm going to go the opposite way. I, I like the Steelers-Raiders game. I like the rivalry. I like the history. But the Raiders getting five and a half at Pittsburgh, offensively, the Pittsburgh just didn't look very good. They won on a special teams block punt. You know, I, I, I'm gonna, I, I like, I probably like the Steelers to win, but not by five and a half. I'm going to take the Raiders. All right. Very good. I'm going to go with a couple teams that I won with last week. And oh, I'm gonna keep, here we go. I'm going to keep riding My teams. them. teams. Well, All right. And there are two teams that you like. I'm surprised I was prepared for you to pick these guys. Uh, I'm going to take San Francisco uh, on the road at Philly. Uh, minus the three. Mm. Uh, San Francisco looked dominant before uh, easing up and, and allowing a couple of late touchdowns to uh, Detroit. But that game would not even close as the final score would indicate. So give me San Francisco minus the three at Philly. I'll take the Rams minus the four at Indy. Boy, LA looked really, really uh, strong. And I know it's a big number, but a bad team against a good team that's probably going to be ticked off this week. I'll take Cleveland. I'll lay the 12 uh, at home against Houston. Wow. That's, that's a big number. That's a big number. That's a huge number. Well, it is a big number. I think they'll cover it. A gigantic. It's it's ginormous, but I think they'll they'll cover. I I uh, I feel like I'm in I'm in good shape this week. Oh, do you? I did like that Rams indie game. I really did. Actually, I like your picks. 
I don't. I I'm didn't... surprised you took the Raiders. That's interesting. Pittsburgh's defense is that's still salty, man. Oh, there's no question. They'll be back at home. Terrible towels will be waving. Yeah, they'll have all that stuff. Yeah, they will. The towels. I was was impressed with that Monday night win. I was impressed with their resilience. Is it resilience or resiliency? I've heard it both ways. I've always gone resiliency. That's that's like my granddaughter saying, I need some private C. (laughs) Private C. (laughs) Yes, she goes, I need... Private C Popo. She's got a lot. I'm of those. here in my. I, I just need to be in the playroom by myself. I need some private. C. Private C. Okay. Yeah. So Very she good. gets private C. You get resilient C. Yes. All right. And you hey, get the Raiders. Yeah. Hey, for everybody involved good in the Singing Truth Podcast, thank you so much for listening. We appreciate it for Mike, myself, for Millennial Ben. We'll be back with you next week uh, to wrap up week two and uh, and then uh, preview week uh, three as well. All right, guys. Thanks for listening.